podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Queer longing's back. <laughs> tell tell a, friend. a friend. Yes, please tell a friend. We would love it. Yeah, tell six friends. Yeah, and like and subscribe. Absolutely. <laughs> See, we're just getting in there at the top of the episode. Yeah. Letting people know that they need to be sharing the love. Shameless promo. Anyway, how does it feel to be back after a gorgeous break? It feels amazing. Yeah. It's so good to be here in your in your living room again. Just I know. Just chatting into a microphone, staring at each other. Just like old times, eh? <laughs> yeah, so nice. Nostalgia. <laughs> how are you? How does it feel for you? Um, It feels, yeah, it feels really, really nice to be... Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. I've got a bit of a cough, everybody, so... Yeah. I'm a sound husky as shit because I'm a bit hanging, but yeah. I'm mainly a bit ill, which doesn't help. So if I cough, I'm sorry. I'll try not to. But this is real life. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to give you any glossy sort of magazine cover of this. No, we want to give you us raw, unfiltered, coughing into microphones. <laughs> um, oh, she, she's off again. Um, yeah, it's been a good break. Um, as you know, I have been off in Canada the past couple of weeks. You have. And just came back in time to see Fleabag and yeah. for Manchester Pride. So we've had a busy couple of weeks. God, I like for- forgot about Fleabag and the fact that we've done so many things in the past like 48 hours. I know, a very quick 24-hour jaunt to London. It was, yeah. Well, for me, it was like less than 24 hours. It was like 18 or something. Yeah. But I like it. I like to go to London for the theatre. I know, it was lovely. <laughs> it was great, yeah. I was saying to um, our friends like, isn't it just a stunning part of life that like we're in that now we come to London just to go to a show yes and then we go home that's who we are now although we did go to Shebar after we did the post-apocalyptic bunker bar uh, in Soho yeah. which I had never been to it was quite an experience it's a bit like what I imagine sort of like World War 3 um, kind of club bunker a la that song by Britney Spears Dance Until the World Ends absolutely it's it's all those things yeah, yeah. and it's and it's definitely like it has such a vibe of this is like an underground I mean it is underground but you know like an underground thing that where people are coming to like congregate together when the world has ended yeah and also if you're feeling in any way down on yourself just walk in Shiva and you'll just feel gorgeous because you'll just get hit on by a thousand people you will as you did <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's like a thing that I get hit on when I'm my most minion. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying you're minion. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the thing, but I, was, I said yes in the affirmative because you've told me that's what that's happened to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt so gross and I walked in with a giant suitcase. Yeah, my, absolutely huge wheelie suitcase. Yeah, my wheelie unwieldy suitcase. Gross, sweaty. I'd been on the train since the early morning, gone to work in London, Gone to Fleabag, then to Shiba, but... Jet lagged as fuck as well. It to, clearly, yeah. clearly there's some gorgeous lighting in that bunker. <laughs> Something about your circadian rhythms really do it for people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but Fleabag was so good, wasn't it? It was really good. It was, um, it was like really odd to see it kind of thing, because like it was... You know, we know the TV show so well, and like that's the main thing we know. And it was really interesting to see like the stripped back version of it, like what it came from, mm. the origins. And like um, as I said to you, I thought it was interesting to watch it like... Uh, post her being like a huge famous person and like everybody loving Fleabag yeah. so like the audience was really like like ply it like they just wanted jokes so, yeah. so they were already ready for that and I thought that was a bit like interesting because like it wasn't the same as if you did just see that stage show yeah and also I felt in a similar vein that when she was talking because obviously it's a one woman show and talking about the other sort of characters that make up the Fleabag world yeah. I was obviously imagining Olivia Coleman yes. and you know the actress who plays Claire yeah. and um 
it was very sort of like evocative of the actual TV show. And I wonder what, I know I would have enjoyed it had I not seen Fleabag. Yeah, yeah. But it's just interesting, as you say, to kind of like apply that huge fame and the fact that it's already been turned into like another medium. Exactly, like the context sort of, going of backwards. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But it was really interesting to be able to like, so it's only an hour and five minutes long, perfect. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love that. Um, but um, you can like see the strains of like the whole se- first series sort of through it. It's mm. really interesting to see like where they pulled out storylines and then did, you know, made episodes yeah. out of them and stuff. And yeah. I think one thing that you get from this that you don't get from the series is that she's a really, really good physical comedian as yes. well. Yes, yeah, which like you don't really see. You're right. Like obviously, you know, we get all her looks to camera, etc., mm. which is like a big flea bag thing, isn't it? But like, and you can tell that is so like apparent in the in the live show. Uh, like she's always constantly like giving looks and her timing is like perfect. And yeah, but also other physical comedy stuff that you don't really get in the show, which was really funny. Yeah. Gorgeous. And anyway, so then we um, went straight. Well, I think now is probably the time to insert our I don't agree with it. I think it it is because it's apropos. Yeah, it's chronologically apropos (laughs) of our weekend. So Lucy, it's time for... I don't agree with it. So Lucy, what is it that we collectively do not agree with this week in line with the chronology of our weekend? Oh, Olivia, isn't it just the worst one that's happened for a while? It really is and was the worst one. It was the worst music. And... (laughs) You'll all be really, really pleased to know that it is commuter-based. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> of course, it is. Um, so we went to London, then we had to get an early train home because we, well, early-ish, because we were coming back to Manchester for Manchester Pride, because it's Manchester Pride this weekend. Um, so we got a train at, like, 10.40, but <laughs> we were like, right, we need to leave the flat where we're staying our mate's friend, uh, our mate's house at, like, quarter to 10, like, yeah. sort of latest. You set an alarm for half eight. It went off and I like heard it and was like, oh yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll just snooze a bit or whatever. But you accidentally turned it off. Yep. And then next thing I know, you go, Lucy, slept through my alarm. <laughs> I was like, what? And it was half nine. We're like, shit. And it was literally like that last minute of like where it would have been okay for us to get up. Kind yeah. of thing. We would have been okay a bit having a bit more time, but like it would have been a, a proper rush. Yeah. Managed to get there, whatever. And then we're like, right, let's get some like breakfast roll or whatever. So we got a nice. Let's get what? A breakfast roll. I thought you said, let's get slim lines. <laughs> Some slimline tonics. Let's get a couple of slimline tonics on the journey. All right, woo girl. (laughs) No. uh, We wanted some breakfast, but we couldn't find any. Two gin and slims make it snappy. (laughs) I've got a train to catch. Tell you what, a gin and slim would not have gone amiss on well, that Well, exactly. So we got some ham and cheese paninis, didn't we? Which is actually pretty nice. Yeah. Um, It's one of the highlights. Well, the only highlight of that journey. Yeah. Big up Rattasa, Houston. Um, <laughs> and then we're like, right, let's go and like see. Because, you know, everybody knows who's got a train from Houston. Usually don't get your platform number until like one second before the actual train time's mm. leaving. But it was already up there. We're like, oh, it was about 10, maybe 10-ish minutes to go. We're like, oh, okay, whatever. Walk down to it. Absolute pandemonium at the gates. It was like, again, another World War Three sort of post-apocalyptic style scenario was unfolding yeah. very similar to Sheba and they were like <laughs> they were definitely like whipping everyone up into even more of a oh frenzy they, they managed it terribly which is like not surprising from version trains but um, they basically they were like the train is full the train is now full you cannot get on the train and we were like excuse me and they're like right if you've got like a seat reservation you can get on the train and we're like everyone's like ah, I've got one I've got one I've got one but then other people who didn't have them were pretending they had them and then every time someone tried to get through the gates this woman was going like stop get back get back we were like, what the we were fuck like, this is isn't a riot. We're just trying yeah, to get, just to, trying 10 to, get to 10.42. Yeah. <laughs> 
so then we managed to get through thank god i think we're one of the last people who were actually allowed in and then we were like right we're in coach base we're like started walking all the way up the platform because it was near the front and then all of a sudden like and we had a few minutes before it was supposed to be departure time guy starts blowing his whistle on the platform and i was like olivia get on the fucking train so we just jumped on like the next door which was unluckily coach c so close yet so far mm. and we were like right we'll just walk through the carriage <laughs> walk through the carriage fog it was absolutely rammed absolutely rammed and we just had to uh stand in the aisle for the first hour and a half and we were like oh when we get to um milton Keynes, we'll just jump off and then get up onto coach b and try and get our yeah, seats if anything it got worse at milton it Keynes. got worse and we were like there's no point getting off because we might never get back on yeah. and then that'd be terrible yeah so we just had to stand lean in on this big like table every time someone came past which was very often considering it was very booked train, which I don't understand why you would even try to come past, which we kept saying. Mm. Um, Everyone and, was getting beers from the shop. Yeah, why are you getting a fucking beer? You're not going to be able to go to the toilet. Yeah. So don't do it. Yeah, it was very frustrating and we hated it the most. We were a bit hungover and just tired and we were already like a bit flustered. And in the end, we just sat down in the aisle. <laughs> we were like, well, they're going to have to come past us in some way, aren't they? Yeah, this is so, just us now. This is where we live now. <laughs> but it was horrible. I really don't agree with it. I don't agree with... People overselling trains. They were like, oh, this is happening because of um, events going on in Manchester. Um, and also uh, because there's no trains going to Manchester from King's Cross. And I was like, yeah, they never fucking were. They don't go from King's Cross. Yeah, so we're like, shut up, stop trying to use that as an excuse. So we really hated it. And it was full of people going to Pride. Fine, fair enough. We love you. And then loads of people going to watch Manchester United, which is absolutely fine. But also like support someone from your own like place where you live. <laughs> so... Uh, we hated it. We didn't agree with it. And it was horrible. How was it for you? Yeah, just all those bits. <laughs> <laughs> we did eventually get a seat from Stoke for the last like 35 minutes, which was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. And then I came back home, did a full body spa. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. And then I stood in front of my um, commercial grade fan for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Had a disco nap. Yeah. And then we went out for Manchester Pride, didn't we? We did. Um, where did we go, Olivia? Well, so this one of these situations. Lucy gets really annoyed when I tell her that she was at places when she was not at the places <laughs> in history. You're just rewriting my history. I don't but like it. I think it's a compliment because I assume that she's there for the high points of my life. Well, that's, yeah, that, I'll take that. Um, but anyway, I used to go, as did basically everybody who lived in Manchester, to a night out in, uh, well, just off Canal Street called Poptastic. If you're from Manchester, you will know it. We actually mentioned it on the live show and a lot of people uh, put their hands up. Also, there are a lot of, there are a lot of uh, Manchester Pride revelers outside doing a lot of there screaming. There are a lot of shouting. So, so um, sorry about that, but it's our weekend, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, and we have to have the window open because it's too darn hot. Yeah, we'll pass out. Um, yeah, so it's called Poptastic and it's basically the perfect night just distilled. It, it absolutely is. So I'll paint you a little picture. <laughs> you go in, downstairs, it's in a basement, obviously. Always the best. They can't basement. do any gay nights not in a basement. No. Um, that's can't just, be above ground, no. please, God. That, they are the laws of attraction. Um, <laughs> so you pay, you usually get a lollipop. There were no lollipops this time, but it's fine. And then you go through and basically you're faced with two choices. Split off to the left or split off to the right. The red pill or the blue pill. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know... It's totally down to you how your night goes based on this. And the right side is like the main room, which is like quite cheesy music and also like 80s, 90s music as well. Yeah, pop. And a bit of pop, like all loads of pop. Yeah. Um, So that's that vibe and like a big bar. Yeah. And then you can go to the left, which is like the alt room. And the alt room is where they play like placebo and My Chemical Romance. And that's where like 
all of the lesbians used to go to like look at each other but never speak to each other if you were not in the same friendship group obviously (laughs) (laughs) do some eyes yeah Yeah. do some eyes and then just like never never make any more contact than that unless (laughs) you need to um (laughs) and that has like a small bar where you can get gins and tins yes you can stunning and then round the back is like this absolutely gorgeous pleather bonquette horseshoe situation that just goes on for miles it's amazing you yeah. never you're always gonna be able to get a seat like have a little sit down which yeah. i love on a night out yeah. love to just we were just like let's just go have a little sit down then just but be in in earshot of the alt room for when paramore comes on exactly you know and it was great and i loved it that's why it's so perfect yes it's so, so good we went on a bit of a rager in the end didn't we? we did yeah like we just well, I was just astounded by how good this combination was. It's and so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's basically it's like a real life headphones disco where like, yeah. if you don't like one thing, you're like, to the other room. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're so close to each other, you can ha- you can just like run in between. Yeah. You know, sometimes in like clubs, like you have to go like through like a whole warren to get yeah. to like the other room or whatever. Or it's not can, like you can, that. You can nominate like a scout to yes. go and check <laughs> yeah. it out and then come back and be like, affirmative, yeah. Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Which literally happened. Um, yeah, it was so great. I loved it loads. Um, I We were saying how it felt like we were in like Queer as Folk. Yeah. It was like very just like, the atmosphere was amazing. Everyone was yeah. obviously like having great pride and it was super nice. Well, Poptastic has been going since 1996. Yeah, so, it so has it's that, very like that vibe. That edge. And they brought back the original, um, well, I'm not sure if these are the original, but certainly when I used to go, the DJ from then. Oh, was it the same thing? Yeah. Ah, the cute. guy who was like, hiya. Yeah, he was so nice. Yeah. He was like really pumped for it. It was like such a good time. I loved it. Like the only downside for me was when I fell up some stairs. Oh yeah, and it's very wet. It's so wet. It's like so dingy and like grim in there, but mm. in the best way. Mm. There was like we walked past like these men on ladders trying to stop a leak from coming through <laughs> the ceiling. I was like, what the fuck? It wasn't even raining or anything. It's all about getting wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was just very wet and slippery. And I went to the little bar with our friend Jamie, but it's up a couple steps, and I just slipped like on the steps, and I slipped just full on like planted on the steps. Okay. I've got huge like bruises on and like cut like it. it Graze the skin yeah. on on the uh, shin. Yeah, and we. Mm-hmm, that's no, bad. it's bad. Yeah, but we did make some best friends last night. Did we? Oh, we did. Yeah, our singing friends. Oh my god, our music they were twins. so nice. Yeah, they were music twins because um, what what was the first song? It was, it was Decepticon. It was, um, and they like couldn't believe that we knew it. We couldn't believe they knew it. And yeah. it was like so cute, yeah. and we were all like shouting at it together. Yeah, and then and then we found them again for something else later. I can't yeah. remember what. And then, and then <laughs> I made I made one other friend with a girl who came up to me and went hi, and I just went yep. <laughs> You weren't there. I think you'd gone to the bar and um, I was maybe with Jamie or someone. And then I like walked in with Jamie and Jamie was like flailing with his rainbow flag. Yeah. And then we were like dancing and I think I like bumped into her a bit. Okay. And then I turned around and she's like, oh, hiya. And then I just went, yep. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Affirmative. Yeah, I am so good at that. Yeah, amazing <laughs> skills. Watch out, everyone. Mad skills. Lock up your doors. Mad lips. <laughs> it, I know, I know. But yeah, it was really fun. I had a really great time um, and stayed out way later than I thought we would. And then um, went and got some nuggies in what was the busiest I've ever seen. McDonald's was disgusting. Oh my God, yeah, It was so horrible. They didn't give me any sauces, curses. But also let us go a little bit further back in time to do another recap because we haven't... Exactly. We haven't actually had had time or the moment to speak about this in real life with one another since it happened because it just happened and then it was like and then I went away and then things happened and then other things happened and then now we're here oh my god here we are so let's talk about it okay let's I mean I think I think 
that we might have done a sellout live show. Oh my god. Did we? I think we might Were you there? there? Maybe. I think I was there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Should have seen you. Yeah. It was great. It was so good. It was so good. It was everything like I wish it would be and way more. Like I couldn't believe how good it was and how much fun it was. And the venue looked so gorgeous. Yeah, the venue looked great. Thank you so much, B-Works, again. We loved doing a collab with you. And um, the audience was so, like, nice and everyone loved it. And, like, they were all being, like, enjoying themselves. And it was so nice to see that. The best bit about it was when... I, you know, because it's like you see the stairs and people coming down the stairs because it's like in the basement because obviously it's a gay event. Obviously. Um, so <laughs> they were coming down the stairs and I kept going to you, Lucy, people that we don't know are coming down the yeah. stairs. Yeah, well, I saw some like really cool people come down the stairs and I was like, oh, I don't know them. Maybe Liv does. And then yeah. I came around to you and you went, do you see those people coming down the stairs? And I was like, yes. And do you not know them? And you're like, no. And I was like, me neither. I know. Strangers, actual strangers actual who listen strangers, to us. Actual strangers. Yeah, actual ones that we don't know. So thank you so much, strangers. Yeah. And thank you if um, you're someone as well that we oh um <laughs> thank you as well if you are um, a listener of the pod and we speak to you all the time and you came we know a couple of you did yeah and loads of our friends who came so just yeah, thank, thank you, you to so everyone much. like so so grateful yeah. for everyone who showed up and, and also you were so funny oh Olivia played. My main thing was I wanted to be funny. Yeah. I was like, I really have to be funny. You were so funny. I was <laughs> laughing loads. I was just like, I was like in the audience for a bit, like in my mind, just like listening to you and being like, huh, huh, huh. And then I like realized that I too was there and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, getting on with it. <laughs> yeah, it was loads of fun. Loved it. Hopefully we'll be able to do some more in the future. And also massive thank you to our guests. Yes. Who were stunning and the best guests we could have uh, hoped and prayed for. Yeah. And we, as I mentioned on the bloops episode from, um, the previous week hope you enjoyed that we do have some ideas up our sleeve for future events so watch this space because we would love to bring you another similar experience experience absolutely so later than build this week but lucy (laughs) what are you living and longing for we like to mix up sometimes don't we so uh no problem doing it later on (laughs) (laughs) okay so to anyone who had a problem don't (laughs) yeah don't write in we don't want to hear completely intentional (laughs) cruel intentions So I'm just living for being back doing the potty because it's such a good time to be here and like feel like I'm actually doing a thing again because I had a few weeks of just being like, oh yeah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm living for my podcast girlfriend being back and just having a nice time together. Oh my God, speaking of, mm. um, so obviously as I mentioned, went to Canada, landed the Silver Birch, home of the beaver. Yes. Had a lot of some stunning sunshines and a lot of some stunning Looks activities. so good. So good. Ate so many donuts. I really wanted to bring you a donut back because I know Aww. how much you like donuts. Yeah, that would have been nice, but it probably wouldn't have travelled It well. wouldn't have travelled well. But podcast girlfriends do need to get other podcast girlfriends presents from holiday <laughs> so i have got your little something oh my god have you? no you haven't have. oh my god it's in this it? ziplock bag <laughs> it's a little ziplock bag oh it's weighty yeah oh my god it's I'm like open it on a, it's like an unpacking an unboxing, yeah, video. unboxing video i mean it, it's not like ASMR. it's not like a surprise thing no, that's it's fine. very apropos of where I've been, <laughs> but i thought you'd like yes, to have it this is exactly what i want oh. it is of course the novelty maple leaf container of some maple syrup. Yeah, but it's the true kind. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you so much. No Aww. props. I'll get you something from when I go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> go to the petrol station. Yeah. Well, you can make some nice pancakes. I love, nice I love like pancakes. Pancakes. maple syrup. I don't have any anymore. So actually, this is perfect. Thank you so much. There you go. Oh my God. Gorgeous. So yeah, I'm just living for, well, now I'm living for this. Well, there yeah. you go. And, and I'm longing to have it over some pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but apart from that, I'm also logging for, we are going to a gig this weekend. 
Oh yeah, that was um, that was my login. Is that your login for as well? Okay, so nice combo uh, little um, login for there. We are going to see the Beths on Saturday night. Um, who we've previously talked about on the pod. You had them as a track of the week a while ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're just going to go see them. It's going to be a lovely time. Yeah, it's going to be a lovely time. And I actually thought, because they were on a couple of months ago in Manchester and we couldn't see them then. Yeah. And I didn't think they'd come back to like from New Zealand, yeah. but they're here. I think so they just good. haven't got the ferry back yet. So they're just uh, <laughs> still here. God, that'd be a long ferry. Yeah. Um, so what are you living for I guess as you are also logging for the gig I mean I guess it just sort of circles back just the fact that I've been off for like three gorgeous weeks basically and I've done so many gorgeous things do you feel refreshed um in a sense like in some ways yeah I feel refreshed in the sense of like I feel out of like the 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 grind of, yes. of and the routine of what of work yeah that's one of the main things but you need from a whole day I don't feel particularly rested yeah we had a very intense as I like to call them endurance holidays yes yeah, yeah. also I did some sportsing on holiday because oh. I went to see the baseball my god yeah <laughs> you're gonna say like you did some actual sport you oh, just watched it god no what I did do though which is very apropos of me is um fulfill my butch persona on board yes, a boat you did and you spent so much time like in a rubber ring oh yeah which so is much so time. you yeah so much time in a rubber ring just like having a lacroix <sighs> stunning i know <laughs> i'm so jealous yeah it Sounds was so good it was really good <laughs> and then doing a lot of like jumping off it and then going for a swim and then coming oh back. love it yeah love it love it love, love it, to love, see it. it. Love, it. love to see it I love being on boats the most, as you know. Yeah, you are off the boat. Yeah, so that was um, probably what I've been living for, and just yeah, just having a bit of um, having a bit of a break and a change of scene. Lovely. Everybody needs it every now and then. Yeah, and I've got a new job on Tuesday. You have. That's very exciting. Yeah. New you. So whilst you've been on holiday, have you been consuming anything? Well, on the plane, I did consume <gasps> finally. It's one of my favorite things to do is ask people what they watched on the plane. Oh, great. Well, the thing is. <laughs> So I, I, I didn't, did I ever tell you about all of the awfulness that happened to me before I got on the plane? No, because you, you, you sort of alluded to it, but like you never told me the full story. Oh so please God. tell us all now. It was so bad. So, right. Basically, I get there. I was going with my mum and my brother and they were coming from a different place. I was coming from my flat and they were kind of like the beginning of the queue just to check our baggage because we were already like checked in and I was at the end and my mum came over to me and was like, oh, because we're a party of three, the guy says that you could just come ahead. Right, And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I was like, I just need to have, for some reason there were security guards like checking passports, even though people had checked in like as an initial thing before we got to the desk. Okay. Um... And I think this is why. <laughs> so I handed him my passport and he was like, born in Toronto? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, where's your Canadian passport? And I was like, oh, I, I don't have one. Because basically I am I'm, I am a naturalised Canadian citizen. Yeah. I was born in Canada, but I don't have the passport because basically when I moved, I never got one. Yeah. But I've been meaning to get one for ages and just never have. And he was like, right, well, you can't fly today. What? And I was like, Why? And he said, um, well, you're a dual citizen and you need to fly on the passport, your, your Canadian passport, if you're coming to Canada. Fucking hell. And I went, well, am I a dual citizen though? Because like, I just haven't, and he was like, he, he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm a dual citizen or a naturalized citizen, whatever. But like, also I'm a British citizen Mainly, well. so and he, and he, just and he, let me. And he was like, mm, not really. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> God, that's so rude. Yeah, I know. And I was like, everyone else here in this queue basically has got a British passport. Yeah, what's the problem? And they're trying, they're flying to Canada. If anything, I should be allowed to go more because I've... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
that doesn't make sense. I don't see the problem. I thought when you're a dual citizen that you can like travel on either passport. Yeah, well, yeah. So this has apparently been a new rule since 2017, but none of this came up when I booked my ticket. There was no alert or anything to tell me because obviously you have to put in your, your country of birth and yeah, your passport yes, number yeah. and nothing was kind of raised from that at all. And I was like, okay, well, is there anything that I can do? Like trying to remain calm. And then he was like, just gave me this little like laminated little thing and was like take this go over there and like email immigration basically and ask if you can be granted special permissions and I was like oh yeah because that's gonna work in like one second so I did that and then they got they did get back to me after like half an hour I told my mum brother to go through and they got back to me and they were like basically in order to for us to give you that you need to show us proof of either an expired passport which I thought they tell you to get rid of but maybe they don't. Um, um, I don't know, just keep them with the corner clipped off. Oh, yeah. Um, an expired passport, a Canadian citizenship card, Jesus. or your birth certificate. Obviously, none of which I have in Manchester Airport an hour before my flight when I've got my no. passport and, like, didn't know this was going to be a problem. So I was like... It seems so bizarre to have, like, the problems going to the place where you were born. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so so I was like, right, okay. And then I went over to the guy and I was like, look, this is what they've said. And he was like, right, we can't fly then, can you? And I was like... <laughs> He's like, right, well, what you can do now is try and be born somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did, like, a raven and, like, yeah, went back, went back in, time. in time. Um, Yeah, and I was like, is there anyone else I can speak to about this? And he was like, well, you can speak to her on the desk, but she might be able to help you. Speak to like, her over there. Yeah. So I went over to her and she was like, your passport's scanning fine, um, but I can't overrule security, um, but I don't have a problem with it. And I was like, okay, well, could you please tell this man? And then he was, like, in a mood, basically, that she'd said it was fine. Yeah. And then took my passport off me and was, like, doing loads of, like, things on his walkie-talkie and doing loads of other things on the computer Mm. and then he came over to me and he was like you've been granted special permission like this is after 45 minutes and he was like you've been granted special permissions to fly on this one occasion but as soon as you walk through those doors your visa will be cancelled and um oh dear there's a lot of revelry going on outside they're having it large um yeah your visa will be cancelled and you can't travel to canada again ever (laughs) until you have a canadian passport so i basically have to pay like 300 quid that's for a new passport just when you were born there yeah it's insane i don't get that that seems really odd i knew at the beginning like okay this might be a new thing but i know that you have it in your ability to allow me to fly you just don't want to exactly and that is what happened and i think by me just like staying really nice and calm that helped Because I think he, like, wanted me to get riled yeah, up. So that yeah, he'd be like, yeah. you're not flying. So he'd be like, you're not going. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, like, he was like, oh. Oh, my God. And then he, like, did that. And then I finally went through. My brother was, like, in bits. Oh, he was thinking like, you weren't going to be able to come. Well, he was like, I'm not going if Olivia's not going. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and then we were, like, reunited in boots in Terminal 1. Oh, like, oh, my God. That was getting me a deal. <laughs> yeah. It was honestly. And then... We had, like, no time, so I just, like, quickly had something to eat, and then we got on the plane, and then, oh, yeah, so we got to the gate, and then I was, like, you know, buzzing in, yeah. um, and then my mum my and Owen went through, and then my um, check-in, oh, my boarding pass thing kept going, eh, no. eh, <laughs> And I was like, oh, my sweet life. And then they were like, yeah, it doesn't seem to be working. And I was like, right, well, definitely checked in. They are like, yeah, like, you're on the system. And I was like, well, thank God I'm on the system at least. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> and they were like, oh, and then they managed to sort it out. And they were like, just go through. Went through. And then my mum and Owen sat down on, like, a tour at yeah. the side. But I booked us onto like, three seats in a row right. at the side. So I was like, I wonder why it's not like that. And then I was like, I wonder where I am. So I was looking and I go to like the flight attendant, excuse me, where's like 29J or whatever? And she was like, oh, because um, I couldn't find it. And she was like, oh, it doesn't exist actually. You're, a, you're not a real person. 
That's exactly it. Oh my god, Olivia! She was like, that seat number doesn't exist on this plane. Fucking hell. And I, I was, would be like losing my rag. I was literally like... I'd be so stressed. I was in like another dimension yeah. of stress. And I was just like, oh my god. And they were like, yeah, we need to speak to like the ground warden or something to like find out what the situation is and like if we have any spare seats. I was like, if! <laughs> <laughs> and then... And, and I was like, I've booked to come on this plane. And I was just, I was like, okay, that's trying to be fine. Calm, yeah. Like trying to like be zen. But inside I was like, oh my God. And then um, luckily the seat directly behind my mum and Owen was free. Oh my God. Um, so I sat there and this other woman came to sit next to me who'd been moved for some reason because like yeah. a kid wanted a window seat or whatever. Um, and she was annoyed because she wanted to be on the outside. And I was like, well, this is where I am and I'm not moving again because I just can't do this. No. Do this. But what she wanted to do was be my best friend and in the first seven minutes she had told me her whole life story and started crying to me about her husband who died of septicemia two and a half years ago (laughs) and showed me all of the pictures of them on her phone from like their marriage to like basically present day and it was it was a lot yes that's a lot especially after the ride you've just been had yes yes wow and there was no free booze on that flight there was just a glass of wine with a meal (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God, when the glass of wine came, I was just chugging it down. And like, bless it. She was, she was nice, but she was a lot. And, um, I was watching, this is like a really- Here we go, consumables. Yeah, this is a really long way into consumables. No, you've been waiting for it. Um, yeah, so I was watching what I was watching and then she would just like, so I had my headphones in, but I just don't think she realized about like what headphones mean. Yes. And then she kept just like tapping me like, and and then I'd like take them off and she'd be like, oh, here's that picture I was trying to find. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's very nice. Like, yeah, I, I feel sorry for but like, also, leave me alone. Yeah, I know. And then, so we had the whole thing together, and then we got off, and my mum was like, I was so glad that happened to you and not me. And I was like, rude. And she was like, I <laughs> just, Allison. yeah, she was like, I just couldn't have dealt with it as well. And I was like, well, needs must, because like, what else are you going to do? And then, got get to baggage claim, and she's like, Kiri! <laughs> baggage claim. And I was like, okay, have a good holiday. And anyway, we were like, laughing about it coming back yeah and I was like oh yeah god that woman because we did get sat sat in a three on the way back and then um anyway I was like just settling in like just put my headphones in and I get tap 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 and she was like hiya oh my god (laughs) and she was like she was like yeah I can't believe that we're not sat together on the way back I'm fuming I might ask them to change it I was like please don't (laughs) it's okay hon and wow! So at the end, we were parked like five cars away from each other oh at the God. car park at Manchester Airport. The world just wants can't, us to be. Can't wait for you to start your job on Tuesday. And she sat next to you. Oh my God! <laughs> I know, literally. But anyway, long story long. Yes. What did you <laughs> What did you watch about from all the videos of this woman and her husband? I watched. Can you ever forgive me? Can you ever forgive me? Yeah, it's the one with Melissa McCarthy and Ruth Perry. Oh, Grant, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she plays the lesbian writer, yes, the writer yeah. in New York yeah, who, who did the frauding. Yeah, do the, does the frauding and like imitates loads of um like famous writers by imitating their writing style and she would like do it on similar letterheads right. and do it on the same typewriters yeah. and things. And she is a way to earn money because she was sort of down on her luck as an as a writer in her own right. Yeah. And then she meets this guy, Rupert E. Grant, he's sort of like a wheeler dealer, sort of artful dodger kind of guy. And together they kind of formulate this hustle um, around forging letters. Yeah. And it was really, really good film. I would definitely 
recommend yeah it. i remember the trailers and thinking oh yeah i'd probably watch that but then never actually get around to it yeah so. and melissa mccarthy is such a chameleon as well like she, she is, can just like yeah. play anyone and it's i wouldn't say it's like a comedy film but it is very funny oh, okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah in this sort of dark way yeah so i would definitely recommend watching that um i also finished um on the plane the last season of orange is the new black oh okay the previous season was just not very good no and i but i was just like i had nothing to watch and i started watching it before i went away it's just something to have on right but the last season was actually quite good oh, okay um and i felt like it was like all rounded off quite well and some yeah some good stories in it so i would check that out if like if you're interested you watch like the first three series yeah you could probably watch it and enjoy it because i like i didn't watch that the like the penultimate series yeah i tried it and i was like it's shit and i and and i think it it did the the classic thing of a lot of american tv where it was stretched out for too long like the first couple seasons are brilliant um, and i loved them and then like i just it just completely lost its way but i would be intrigued to like watch the last one just to like have the round off yeah you could definitely watch the last one and just like know what was happening um so i watched those and then i have watched the first episode of jade the reality star who changed britain on channel four um oh he's very happy i think they're watching football that's all i can guess yeah that is definitely a football scream it's a football yelp yeah yeah um yeah so i watched that and the first episode i mean obviously it leads to the fact that Jade Goody, who was a reality star in, I think, the early noughties on Big Brother, died really tragically um, due to the after effects of cervical cancer. And it's just about... It's literally not that long ago, but the media landscape at that time was wild. It was, wasn't it? And they completely just hounded her, like, and completely just debased her, tore apart. In a way that, you know, not to say that things like that don't happen now, but I think actually now they happen a bit more, like, insidiously, like, just in a different kind they of, do, yeah. of way. Yeah, they're not as, like, blatant. Yeah, but that whereas then... Make any work better. Yeah, yeah. There, then ho- headlines would be, like, Jade, bitch, pig, and things wow. like that. Like, horrendous, horrendous. That's um, Yeah, and then just to kind of, like when things sort of flipped on the head and people began to love her, then they just, like, changed their tune. And they were just like, you know, she was suddenly, you know, Britain's sweetheart. Yeah. It was so weird. Yeah. It was so weird to kind of watch. Because when you're in it, I suppose, at that time, you don't really notice it as much. But watching it back again, obviously, as an adult, because I would have been, like, a young teenager at that time, it was just completely wild to see how the media sort of changes its tack. It reminded me a bit of, you know, in Chicago where she's in prison and it's like, you know, she's this like damned woman and then she's a sweetheart and then she's, and it's sort of like that. Like she's just a pawn essentially um, in this whole game and how actually like she was a really vulnerable person Mm -hmm. and um, all the sort of context that surrounded her life and her sort of tragic and difficult start in life. And I'm going to watch the other two episodes. I wouldn't say it's like, an easy watch but if you are interested in like um the history of british media and in jade and um reality stardom it's definitely and just our british culture in general yeah i think it's it's an important watch yeah yeah i'd like to watch it it speaks a lot to you know class systems both like modern and relatively historical Mm -hmm. so i think it's like definitely um a worthwhile watch i'm gonna watch the other two this week and i will report back okay yeah um also on the way back obviously i can't be on the plane without crying oh yeah there's something 
something about being in that little tin can in the air makes you cry. Yes. So I was like, oh, I need to do some crying on the plane. So I watched. <laughs> you just schedule it in. Yes. So on the way back, I watched City of Angels. <laughs> I love that film. <laughs> Me and my mum used to watch that. <laughs> I know that you feel me somehow. You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be. And I don't want to go home right now. Is that what you were thinking? You didn't want to go home from your holiday? No, I didn't. I wanted, I wanted to be on that boat just flinging myself off into a rubber ring. <laughs> Yeah, so I watched that, did a little cry. And then I think that's like my main TV and film consumables. I did watch a bit of that new documentary that they got from like the unearthed footage um, of Aretha Franklin. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know whether I was in the right headspace okay, for it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I watched a bit of that. And then I also read, as I know you did, um, Outline. Yes. Um, and Rachel Cusk is yes. that. And I'm halfway through Crudo, which you lent me and you yeah, talked about previously. very good. So that's where I'm up to in a kind of large nutshell. Yeah. HBU. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Well, you've obviously just been busy consuming the whole of Canada, so, you know. That's, yeah. But you still managed to get some consumables in there. Mm, great aquarium, by the way, if you want to consume <gasps> looking at fish. <laughs> consume some baby sharks. Yeah. Yeah, so I've also, I've just read Outline, as you just said, which I thought was really good. I love how it's, like, sort of told through conversations and, like, you get, like... Like, I hadn't really read a book, like, that's like that, where you don't get that much of, like, plot or, like, the actual um, narrator's life, but you just find out bits through conversations she has with other people. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, overhearing other people's chats. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So that was really good. So aside from that, I also finished Hot Milk While You Were Away, which I mentioned on the pod, I think, a while ago, but um, I had finished that in the time, which I just have to say is, like, the most stunning book I think I've ever read. So I can't believe this, like, rave review. I just loved it so much. It's exactly what I want from a book. Like, it's perfect. It's, like, just written really well. It, uh, it's got, like, an unreliable narrator. It's queer. It's, like, like all the good bits so mm-hmm. yeah you have to read that and then we can discuss it more in detail but anybody else read it because uh, five out of five from me um apart from that i so yeah shock queer viewing of while you've been away i went home to my parents for a weekend and my mom was like oh let's just watch like all these like films she likes to watch like she'd be like um certain like sort of films from like the midwest of america kind of thing like you know small town america allison had such specific taste yeah yeah which i love as well like anything to do with like small town america and like, she was like like dr quinn medicine woman yeah kind of so but so what she wanted to watch with net, which i've never seen she was like oh my god i can't believe you've never seen it is fried green tomatoes oh my god it's the stuff. best yeah. film have you not seen no, that film? which i had never seen right it is the so best film in the world watching it and a the best film in the world b so queer yes it's just like lesbians have you not read the book no oh my god I know, and I just was like so shocked. I didn't really know like yeah. what to expect, and I was like, "This is so." Queer. Here you are, the co-host of a queer podcast, having not read or watched <laughs> Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Are we surprised I haven't seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched that, loved it loads. Yeah, what a treat for what you to have not seen it. A lovely time. Yeah, we watched it like the most perfect, like you know, Sunday afternoon. That is yeah. watching it, eating some, having some snacks, having some fried tea. green tomatoes. Yeah, I really wanted some after that. I was like, "Oh my god, I want some so bad. I need to go and get some from wherever this is, like Alabama or yeah. something." Um, so watch that loved it recommend if you haven't seen oh my god it's so good and now I'm like that's just a film I'm gonna watch when I want to watch that kind of film oh yeah it's yeah. such a classic yeah 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 um, and I know she's got a couple more like that she wants to show me yeah. so I'm going home this evening maybe she'll okay. uh, show me how to make an American quilt which is another one she has oh. it's got Winona Ryder in oh that sounds yeah. like a good vibe so I'll let you know about that um, apart oh, from Alice, that, Alison's got the great taste. She has, yeah. No, she has. It's, either, it's that or Poirot, so you can't yeah, go wrong. You absolutely can't. Yeah, Poirot, really weird that. then. Poirot. Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I struggle with that word. Poirot, yeah. I say. Is that not right? No, it's Poirot, yeah. Poirot. Poirot, yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that was a great time. Um, aside from that, I have watched, I'm not going to discuss it in detail because I know you're going to watch it soon, but uh, I've watched all of Euphoria, yes. which is the new HBO queer telly about high school mm. um all i'll say before we'll all do, your best bits intersecting yes, we will do like a deep dive on it once you've watched it okay because it's good to talk about i think it'll be good to talk about but all i'll say is it's one million percent high school and it's like all about like being in high school and all your like and mental health issues and like how high school is such a microcosm of like anxieties and stuff is and it better than sex education it's very different okay because it's a american yeah and like sex education is like sort of a bit twee in, in a nice way it feels a bit american though it does but like aesthetically but yeah. like the it's very british in like how yeah. it is whereas yeah. like this is very american and very right. hbo very slick very yeah. like um lots of like dance music there's lots of drugs and oh, stuff yeah, like that, that. yeah it's, it's, it's very different but very 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 good i loved it like gobbled it up in like one second so okay. how many apps do you know i think six or eight Oh, that's not actually Hour very long. much yeah it's like, a, it's like a short one yeah so it's like that makes it even better you okay. know it's not strung out yeah so, i'll watch it yeah you maybe watch next it week and then maybe can. next week we'll do a proper dive okay. on it but i really recommend it everyone else get watching so that you can listen to us talk about it okay um and apart from that i haven't really watched much else i've just been um well i mean sporty spice right here the premier league is back so i've just been watching football so <laughs> sorry sorry to be boring to you oh, oh my but... god also speaking of <laughs> on the train some guy was like so obsessed with leeds united yeah wouldn't stop talking about it the whole time but like there's always one guy on the train like it was like he had taken a lot of drugs and would just taking no breaths he didn't ask his friends any questions and just like talked at them about leeds united everything that's happened in leeds united since they like formed as a club also what his fantasy football um negotiations are doing at the moment (laughs) and also the whole plot of chernobyl (laughs) um and he was like and we were like hanging on the floor of the train he was like and anyway this woman, right? She just comes to see her husband, and anyway, the husband's just melting he's right just there. Melting. He's melting, and we were like, "Oh my god!" And then he also described um, the toilet scene in Train Spotting, oh yeah. and he's going to his friends. It's an iconic scene. It's a really iconic scene. You just got to see this scene, and then he's taking he's taking these drugs, right? And then he just like gets into the into the toilet, and the toilet's covered in poo. There's so much poo everywhere, <laughs> and we were like, "Oh my god!" It was the worst. He he was that he was that guy yeah. who just doesn't not shut up and it was the guy who like thinks he's the only one who's seen train spotting oh yeah 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 and thinks he knows like everything about football and like it was really funny because you were like oh my god shut up about all the football and i was like olivia these are literally conversations i've had yes, <laughs> like... it, there's, there's appropriate time and place i know like exactly. football a yeah. bit but yeah. like not as much as no it was just it was just funny how he was the only one of them speaking as well yes you had and to read the that, room he was that man he you was had to read guy. the room in yeah. these situations it was he unreal was, oh my yeah. god but just when he was describing the whole plot of schnobble i was yeah just that like, was so funny wow that was so, your, your face was like <laughs> and then when he was talking about the fantasy football i was like it's not real it's not real clues in the name <laughs> fantasy yeah yeah like talk about it the normal amount <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? unfortunately if you're really into fantasy football you can't talk about the normal amount right. that's that is part of it i will have you know the thing is though i mean I, I i do feel like i need to retract slightly on that statement because <laughs> if i were to do a fantasy football team of like based on a lot of the players from city women yeah 
yeah, that would be it. stunning. And that's the thing. It's or that, just, but... no, based on just the Women's World yeah, Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You would love it and it would be great. Like, it's it's all all in each other's passions, isn't it? So Yeah, um, I'm a passionate woman. Yeah, you're, just, you're trolling me when you're trolling them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't mind. Um... <laughs> no, but I don't think you would, but you weren't doing it in that situation. No, I wanted to you die. Because you were <laughs> I was, reading I was, the room. I was, yes, I was reading the room. I wouldn't do it in that situation. You're exactly. right. I would never do that. I would not be that guy, thank God. Um, so, yeah, apart from that... Uh, listen to a bit of new music so shall we go into uh fabled favorite of the pod track of the week why not <laughs> seeing as we're here so my track of the week is well i've been listening to the new marika hackman uh album yeah any human friend which is really good album like I, I was like i wasn't expecting it to be like as sort of good as it is in a sense i was just like oh, i'll just listen to that and see what it's like mm. and then i just can't stop listening to it. it's really good it's formed really well it's like a good album um and my track of the week from that is going to be hand solo which is basically all about <laughs> wanking <laughs> so funny it like begins like the lyrics are like it begins like um it's like crease sheets keep my right hand free it's hard to be alone wow. <laughs> i just love it i think it's so funny and it's just she has the album is this perfect mix of like sort of sad like breaky uppy songs mm. and like also a bit tongue-in-cheeky jokey stuff about like being a queer woman and like you know wanking and stuff and like that. that's great so i would recommend okay so that's my track of the week um what is yours Mine is from the new Taylor Swift album and it's yes. Cruel Summer. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, it's so nostalgic. <laughs> um, yeah, like her, her whole album is very like hearkening back to her um, like sort of original main style. Yes, definitely. I think she's she's taken like a... She's... Yeah, she's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say yeah. I read um, the Guardian interview that Yes, uh, which I'd, I'd read that on the train. I've read like two thirds of it. Yes, um, and uh, by Laura Snape, it's really good. Um, like I was like so intrigued by the description of like her Nashville apartment and having like a birdcage suspended above the air. Yes, so funny. As a metaphor. Yes, as a metaphor. <laughs> We're all in cages. Um, and uh, she said some really interesting things in that about like um, uh, her like LGBTQ plus activism that's mm. obviously we have touched on before when yeah. uh, You Need to Calm Down came out. So she was asked sort of like, why does she think that she's like starting to uh, be an activist more openly like and loudly? Um, and she said that she was dismayed when a friend of her uh, pointed out that her position on gay rights wasn't obvious. Right. Um, and she was like, oh, like, I want it to be obvious that I do support like the Equality Acts and I, you know, that I am, you know. But also the thing is, I can't believe that it just like took one of her friends to tell her that. Well, exactly. Like, that's that's Whoa. what's really interesting. I th- I, but I think that is very Taylor Swift. <laughs> like I don't, I think she's a bit like, but then she also said this really interesting thing, actually in the same line that uh, she grew up obviously as a country star and she felt that like, um, in country music, you were like told not to be politicized. Like don't do a Dixie Chicks. Right. Um, and it was like a whole thing. Because like when the Dixie Chicks basically came out being like, we hate George Bush and the Iraq yeah. war, everyone like was like, you can't do that. That's not what's for, blah, blah, blah. But well, the like, Dixie Chicks are on that album, aren't they? Yes, they are, yeah. Um, and she sort of like said that having grown up like that in that industry, she was felt that she wasn't supposed to ever really like, you know, it's like ingrained in her not to. Yes. And that now she's realised she actually can do whatever she wants kind of thing. So it's a really interesting article. I recommend reading it um, and uh, hearing a little bit more what Taylor has to say. I like the album... Uh, enough, but I don't think it's amazing. But I do love London Boy because it's so fucking oh God, funny. It's so funny. <laughs> but I, I do feel, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not amazing, but it's definitely like if you if you have a history of enjoying Taylor Swift yes, music, which you I will definitely like it. do, yeah. you'll like it. And like it scratches the itch. Definitely, no, definitely. I agree. I yeah. agree totally. 
Also, I can't believe that we haven't spoken about this yet, and I want to mention it in case we forget. Okay. The new L Word trailer. Oh my god. Yes, of course. Why have we not said that? You bet. (laughs) You bet. (laughs) I mean, is it any surprise that in the future L Word, that in the future L Word world, Bet is like running for office. It isn't, I don't think. I think we all knew that as soon as it was Palazzo Pants, we knew what was coming yeah. for 2020. <laughs> they were billowing into <laughs> the White House. <laughs> <laughs> billowing down the West Wing. <laughs> yes, it's very exciting. Cannot wait to watch that. Um, it's going to be such a thing. It is going to be so good, yeah. but so bad. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's the best kind of thing. Yeah. So very excited for that. And I believe that comes out at the beginning of December. So that'll be a nice 30th birthday present to me. Ah, well, yeah. Staring down that barrel is getting closer and closer. <laughs> <I know. laughs> also wanted to mention quickly that if you didn't know this already, but there's going to be a brand new um, series of RuPaul's Drag Race UK coming in the next couple of months to BBC Three. And a couple of days ago, they announced the whole cast and did like a YouTube yes, introduction video. That, yeah. yeah, so I watched all that. Did you have, were there any that sort of stuck out to you as main ones? No. Okay. <laughs> I consumed it very um, passively at work while I probably shouldn't have been. Right. So um, I was like watching it with like no sound and just sort of like, oh, like watching it. So, okay. but I, I haven't looked properly. Yeah. I was like, I need to look at that properly. I think that it's like such a mixed bag. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Such a mixed bag. And there's like loads who can't sew. There are loads mm. who can. There are comedy queens. There are face queens. There are like all different kinds, which I think like in this world of drag now, because it's gotten so big yeah. and it's sort of not what it used to be. It's like so many different things all at once. It'd be, I'd feel like in such a difficult position as a judge because, well, I suppose they're only judging one very small part of right. drag or yeah. a few very small parts of it. Whereas like some people are completely just like face queens and they just live on Instagram and they don't even do clubs. Right, okay, yeah. And they're like amazing makeup artists. And then other ones are sort of more like comedy queens and they're not so into the look, but it, it sort of like harkens back to the original sort of club act drag. Um, and then <coughs> and then there are ones that are like really like conceptual and avant-garde and it's just kind of like, and there's a one who's in it who's 19, like a little wow, baby who's in baby. it. Um, but I, at the moment, um, backing the Vivian. Okay. Yeah. Um, she seems like a really good all-rounder and just very effortlessly funny okay, as cool. well. Yeah. And to me, like, if they're funny, that just goes like 80% of the way. Definitely. To making me want to win, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am keen to be invested in this when it comes out. Oh, are so, you? Good. Yeah, um, I'll try it and see what happens, you okay. know? Okay. Because as you know, we've talked about the pod before, I don't really watch Drag Race, but not for like any reason other than I just haven't. <laughs> yeah. But so Also, RuPaul um, quote tweeted books beyond bars's um yes. paypal which we shared on brilliant. instagram the other day so hopefully they'll get some more donations if you don't know um felix who is a representative from books beyond bars came onto our live show so you can um check that out if you haven't already so i was reading in my jet lagged state the other night at like <laughs> 5 a.m basically all of bitch media and catching up <laughs> on the bits and i read a really interesting article by Rachel Lewis entitled In Favour of Straight White Viewers Queer Eye Lives in the Middle Ground Mm. and it's basically all about the fact that Queer Eye not the fact that but the the proposition that Queer Eye appeals to a very sort of like middle ground white straight audience and um, what more they could do to be 
inclusive of the people that are within our community that we know need help yeah i think that's a compelling argument that i would say has definitely has some ground yeah so i can just quote a little bit about it and it says as my friends and i watched we started to feel like we were missing a key piece of the puzzle i was deeply aware that queer eye divorces its understanding of queerness from any real politics but it was still painful to watch the Fab Five lovingly embrace a Trump supporter and a cop before turning their attention to a queer woman. Why didn't Queer Eye feature a queer or trans woman of colour hero, a title bestowed on all of the show's guests, before showing love to someone who voted for Trump and forcing Karamo Brown, the only black host, to find a middle ground on police brutality? Yeah, that is that, that looks like a really good article. I would definitely be reading that. Yeah. And that's definitely something to consider. And I do think that they should there is more they need to do to uh like make queer eye more about queer people yeah. in a sense um, so. and it also speaks a lot about that scene a couple of series ago with that cop episode where they were stopped um in the car oh yeah and karamo was driving yeah, it's horrible. That was that. I did not like that. No, and that was completely orchestrated by the production yeah, team. It's such and an the oversight. Cast, the cast didn't know about it, and they all massively kicked off. And apparently, Tan France like nearly quit. Right. Yeah, over it. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the reason that they decided to include it was because they kind of like edited it in such a way as to try and like make it teachable moment for people kind of on the other side of it right. who would be able to see what position that put. Karamo and Tannin, but also if you're going to do that, maybe like get their consent. Yeah, def- absolutely. Um, it's, uh, so it's it, basically completely uncalled for. Yeah, so it was lucky that like retroactively they agreed, yeah. but they had to have like they stopped filming, they had like a whole day the next day where they wow. discussed it and how they were going to like proceed forward with it. So you kind of find out a little bit more about that and it links to other articles that talk okay, about yeah, it. Okay, yeah, cool. That so really I would good. definitely check that out. Right, so it's been a little while. Um, I think everyone's probably wondering, as I am, what has our queen been up to? It is time for... Celine Watch. Watch! But this is one that is quite similar to one that we have done in the past. Okay. And it is a hair-based Celine oh. Watch. And the title <laughs> of this article is... Celine Dion got a bowl cut and now we should all get bowl cuts. <laughs> Stunning. Has she got a bloody bowl cut? Like, she a, like a little, like she a little absolutely um, has. So monk. she is the cover person for the new issue of Harper's Bazaar. And <laughs> they've said, and my heart will not go on because she looks so damn incredible. <laughs> um, I can't believe I missed this. Anyway, here it is. What do you think? <gasps> Stunning. She looks a bit like a cheeky girl. Yeah, she kind of does. Yeah. So this is Celine. She's wearing like a neon oversized. I love like, that outfit. Autumn coat, some baggy jeans, some stunning like. Oh, actually, I don't they're, know. They're, Lo- boots. they're like loafer stiletto hybrids oh, boots. And you know how I feel about shoe blend. Shoe blend. But anyway, Celine can do what she likes. She can. Um. Yeah, and look at her with that wet look <gasps> bowl cut right here. Sorry, this is not good for the pod, but I'm just no, but show we'll link. Lucy. Yeah. Um, Can't believe I missed this because I'm. It's not like I don't follow all the bits. Yeah. I'm surprised. So isn't she looking so gorgeous? She looks so great, Celine. We're so pleased of you. Such pleased an, of you. Pleased. Pleased of you. Such an editorial angel. She is. So, um, so yeah, so Celine is just gracing covers, doing what she's doing best. As she said, she had a lot of photo shoots in the yes, pipeline. Yes, she did, um, and here they all are. Yeah. And she said that's what she wanted to do next, so I'm pleased that she's living her best life. Are we going to get those haircuts then? Um, I will look 
even more like an egg than I already do. So so yes. So yes. Okay, great. As we said earlier, when you look at your, your most mingins, when you get the most all the chicks, all the chicks. So <laughs> so let's get you a polka. Okay. <laughs> you look like a beautiful egg. <laughs> What about you? You gonna get it? Yeah, I am. I'm gonna go right now. Okay. Okay. You've had short hair before, and you did suit it. I have, but like it's so much maintenance, and like also, it's like dead easy when you have it, kind of thing. But then the little the grow out stage, yeah, is a sad time for anyone. Not good. No. So, as ever, you can get in touch with us if you want to discuss anything, you want to let us know about anything you're living and longing for, anything you don't agree with, anything at all. We had did have, as I say in the live, we had a stunning audience participation I don't agree with it which was great I was trolled yeah you were trolled but it was perfect (laughs) um so yeah if you want to get in touch you can email us at queerlonging at gmail.com we are on instagram and twitter at queerlonging and we love to see you slide into the dms um and just have a little chat with us we love it the most don't we we absolutely Um, do we would also really really appreciate if you could subscribe and rate the podcast on uh well especially on itunes that really helps us out um if we can get more and more subscribers it's the best thing for us and ratings a couple more recently so that's been really helpful yeah so thank thank you. you very much um and aside from that we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time bye I am living. What am I living? (laughs) I am a living. I am uh, alive. (laughs) Currently alive, just. Um.